This is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for April and May of 2023. Here we are at the end of April and for a large part of the Corn Belt we're off to the races. It's either go time for planting or it's about to be go time as farmers across the great North American Farm Belt begin to plant corn and soybeans. It's early yet but everybody wants to get off to a good start. As of Sunday, April 16th, 8% of the American corn crop had already been planted which is 4 percentage points greater than last year. And at the same time, 4% of the American soybean crop has been planted. On April 10th, the USDA weighed in with their latest World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report. Now this April USDA report is often minor in nature, coming after the big USDA data dump on March 31st, and this time proved no different. The USDA kept corn ending stocks at 1.342 billion bushels, as well as corn export demand at 1.85 billion bushels, the same as in the March report. Total corn usage also came in at 13.805 billion bushels, with a slight decrease in the food, seed, and industrial use for corn. The Brazilian corn production is still expected to be 125 million metric tons, but Argentinian production was reduced by 3 million metric tons, down to 37 million metric tons. Now on the soybean side of the ledger, there was a little change with the USDA keeping 2022-23 soybean ending stocks at 210 million bushels. On the global front, the USDA actually lowered global soybean production by 5.5 million metric tons, but also decreased the crush estimates, leaving little adjustment for the overall global stocks figure. In South America, the USDA actually raised Brazilian soybean production by 1 million metric ton to 154 million metric tons. Argentinian soybean production was also slashed by 33 million metric tons to 27 million metric tons. And the USDA recorded its lowest wheat ending stocks number in nine years at 598 million bushels. On April 22nd, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were lower than the last Market Trends report. July 2023 corn futures were at 6.15 a bushel. The December 2023 corn futures contract sits at 5.48 a bushel. And the July 2023 soybean futures were at 14.49 a bushel. The November 2023 soybean futures stood at 12.85. The May 2023 Chicago wheat futures closed at 6.61 a bushel. And Minneapolis May 23 wheat futures closed at 8.60 a bushel. With the September 2023 contract closing at 8.59 a bushel. Nearby oil futures, as of April 21st, closed at $77.87 a barrel, up from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report at $75.67 a barrel. The Canadian dollar noon rate on April 22nd, 2023 was 0.7386, almost the same versus the 0.7389 U.S. reported here in the last market trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate was maintained at 4.5%. In Ontario, good spring weather in mid-April helped dry the land up and there was quite a bit of a field work attempted on some of the lighter soils in the province. There is some corn planted in the deep southwestern Ontario, but the major push is still yet to come. It's expected this year among some private estimates that Ontario could see a record corn planting of approximately 2.3 million acres. However, that is still an estimate and spring weather will have a large factor in that determination. In Ontario, basis levels for grain have decreased over the last three weeks, partly reflecting the lower grain futures value and static Canadian dollar currently valued at 0.7386 U.S. cents U.S. Still, with this foreign exchange value, it's a stimulus to Ontario cash grain prices and will likely remain so over the next few weeks and maybe months. And as it is, there is lots of old crop corn in the province and we will need to export opportunities to reduce this. 
Cheap is often the common denominator when it comes to export competition, an unfortunate reality for Ontario farmers. It is always difficult to know where the Canadian dollar might be going, but as always, it reflects the inverse value of the U.S. dollar, but also a barometer of the strength of the Canadian economy. The reality is it's a thinly traded currency which has a big effect on Ontario cash grain prices. It's difficult to predict any big increase in value, but it's always important for Ontario farmers to monitor its value as a sudden increase will decrease Ontario cash grain prices precipitously. Of course, it works both ways, but at these current levels, it's unlikely to go down further. And you can check out all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. The bottom line is, grain markets have been weak. There is still that natural divergence between old crop and new crop markets, but prices have been weakening since January the 1st, and it may not be over. The big Brazilian crop is almost in the bin now, and their safrina corn crop looks excellent so far. Keep in mind that crop prices and crop conditions are never linear. There surely will be hiccups in both price and production going forward. There is also El Nino, the global weather pattern, which generally means good crops and good times for North American agriculture. In many ways, this has been factored into the new crop market, as traders are expecting a good crop based on that. However, at the same time, the Pacific Decidel Oscillation or PDO is negative, and the last time we saw a transition from a La Nina to El Nino with a negative PDO was in 2012, where a devastating drought through, came throughout the Midwest. Some analysts are saying stay tuned for a rerun in 2023. Now that might be a bullish gold nugget, but we know the market has been playing the bearish side lately. For instance, with USDA saying 92 million acres of corn, even if we lose a couple million acres because of snow in the upper Midwest Plains, it would still be very likely we would get a 15 billion bushel corn crop. Yes, the algorithms have this all dialed in, and you might think of it as everybody's on one side of the boat now. Will there be a tipping point, or will they simply be right about this upcoming growing season? Well, it's a mixed bag, and on the demand side of the equation, we are hoping for better things. For instance, in the American Corn Belt, the demand for physical corn is strong. The July 2023 corn futures contract has strengthened 11 cents since March 1st to 37 cents as of April the 19th, indicating strong demand. However, corn export sales are down 33% from a year ago, and ethanol demand has dropped about 3% from a year ago. We will have to see whether these lower corn prices turn this demand picture higher. For corn, well, corn has been planted in many of the I states, but currently some producers are wondering if that is a good thing. This cold, wet weather has inundated that region, and as always, it's hard to know. But this corn market will likely take much more than delayed planting to get some type of life back in it. Corn seems to be too cheap. With that said, it will unlikely take some. It will likely take some type of crop-altering weather in July and August to redefine that narrative of the new crop side of the market. And at the present time, the safrina crop in Brazil looks good and continues to put bearish pressure on the corn market. And on top of that, we know that the USDA is predicting a 92 million acre corn crop this year. It all adds up to more and more corn. The July 2023 corn futures contract is currently 63 cents greater than the September 2023 contract, which is a bullish indication of the old crop corn demand. The December contract is currently priced 8 cents below the March 2024 contract, which is considered a bearish indication of new crop demand. Now, seasonally, corn prices tend to peak in early June and bottom out in early October. The new crop futures contract is currently in the 51st percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for soybeans, on the soybean front, we have the tail of two markets with the old crop side holding up better than the new crop side. 
Needless to say, we have seen both sides of the market go down in price with the new crop side in the 1285 range and possibly looking to go even lower. Much will depend in the United States on the EPA decision on biodiesel coming in June. An earlier decision added surprised the market by limiting bean oil for renewable diesel opportunities. If this is reversed in June, it could add stimulus to the U.S. soybean demand. Of course, we know that Brazil had another record crop of 154 million metric tons of soybeans. China might have an insatiable appetite for Brazilian soybeans, but then again, maybe it's a little bit more lukewarm than we think. It would not be unusual that some Brazilian soybeans turn up in the American Southeast in the near future. In fact, will they turn up in Quebec ports? That's how dominant Brazil is becoming in the soybean trade. The July 2023 soybean futures contract is currently 58 cents above the August 2023 soybean futures contract, which is an indication of bullish old crop demand. The November 2023 soybean contract is currently priced 4.25 cents below the March 2024 soybean contract, which is neutral to bullish indication of commercial demand. Now, seasonally, soybean prices tend to peak in early July and bottom in early October. And the new crop futures contract is currently in the 61st percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, it seems that everybody is mad about the meat-wheat market, at least on this side of the world. We've become accustomed to the wheat price partially being set in the United States, but with Russia having 105 million metric ton wheat crop last year, they're undercutting the world and selling for discounts to China, the Middle East, and other places. It won't last forever, as Russia will have a more normal crop coming this year. However, it's a special discounted situation on the world stage is dominating cash prices almost everywhere, including Ontario. That doesn't bode well for Ontario wheat prices, especially at a time when we have record acreage of Ontario wheat. Good weather in mid to late April saw much of our or all of our Ontario wheat side dressed with nitrogen. It looks very good. The challenge for Ontario farmers will be to price that wheat with last year a distant memory. It is unlikely we'll get $15 wheat again, but never say never. $8 a bushel Ontario wheat might be the compromise. Now, prices have gone into negative territory over the last several weeks, but of course, one of the redeeming factors for Ontario grain producers is the continued low value of the Canadian dollar. It almost seems like a broken record, and it will change someday, but the dollar in the 73-cent U.S. range continues to add stimulus to Ontario cash grain prices. Clues always lie with American interest rates as well as the value of the American dollar. All eyes will be on the U.S. Federal Reserve and their upcoming interest rate announcement. As is, any spring rally combined with this low dollar might represent an opportunity for standing grain pricing orders to hit. There remains geopolitical concerns globally in our grain complex. On May the 18th, the Ukraine-Russia-Turkey grain agreement comes to an end, and of course the world will wonder whether Russia will agree to it again. Keep in mind that Russia is selling a lot of wheat, and there is still a hot war. It represents a wild card in the markets that we cannot predict or measure. We've even seen countries like Poland, Bulgaria, Romania, and others resist the import of Ukrainian grain, as you could just imagine what their local basis levels are doing. Their farmers are very angry. It just shows you how complex a hot war can antagonize normal grain movement. Our price of grain will remain captive to the wartime influences within the Black Sea growing area. In Ontario, the auto steer buttons are about to be pressed. It's go time for planting in a year ahead with all kinds of production and price risks. To capture good marketing opportunities in such a fluid environment, standing pricing orders resting at your elevator or local processor will go a long way to mitigating much of this risk. Keep in mind, all of the grain fundamentals are set for big crops. 
However, the road to a big record harvest in North America will certainly be lined with unknown variables which we cannot see. Will grain production be compromised this year in North America? The challenge for Ontario producers is to measure all of these variables, weigh it against our foreign exchange, and make the best decision possible. There will be many marketing opportunities ahead, and daily market intelligence will remain key. This has been the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for April and May of 2023. I'm Philip Shaw.